0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, a UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, Carl Stebbings and Matt Smith. Well, hello and welcome to episode number 148 of the Plane Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings, full of man flu, and with me... (laughs) Yes, my oh. co-host Matt Smith. Oh boy, and do we know it. I tell
1: you what, I feel sorry for his wife, I tell you. if This is what he's like when he's got a cold, honestly. It's I'm, not you cold, would think it's he man would, flu. Well, honestly, ladies and gentlemen, you'd think he was dying the way he's, uh. been, he's been this morning. And if you show me what's in your tissue one more time, I'm going to throw <laughs> the biscuit barrel back at you, okay? Oh dear. <laughs>
0: so welcome everyone who has joined us this morning for uh, our Saturday morning show for a yes. change uh, yes. this week. It's the 21st of January. Mm. Uh, it's, five, it's six minutes past ten. We've started pretty much on time again this week, yeah, Matt. I know. Two yeah, weeks on a trial. Yeah, I know it's, it's, it's very it's frightening, terrible.
1: isn't it? Yeah, and that, there is a good reason for that because unfortunately it's going to be a slightly shorter than usual show because yeah, we've got, uh, um, Matt's got a game. Go. I've got to, which is has which been very much in the pre-show. Uh, very much the element of, of conversation in the chat room is is the fact that I'm wearing me full on me full on. Uh, work outfit so uh, apologies for that ladies and gentlemen i'm a little overdressed for um this particular oh, we've got
0: uh, York. you know york mole is in the chat room right and is. he's in hong kong at the moment wow he's watching the show from hong kong so greetings to you york
1: how cool is that i know Blimey, I know.
0: time difference must be huge.
1: I, I, I don't even want to think about it. I mind, mind you, he's probably a bit jet-lagged <laughs> <probably> <laughs> because is, he knows yeah. what time of the day it is. So
0: greetings <laughs> to everyone who's joined us and in the chat room. Uh, loads of names in there. I'll probably mm. pass out if I say every name. That is but true, uh, yes. all the usual suspects <laughs> in the chat room this morning. And uh, yeah, yes. and by I the way, well, I'm, well, I'm well. going to need
1: all of your help, ladies and <coughs> gentlemen, because I'm not entirely sure Carlos is going to survive yeah. today's show. But uh, we'll yeah, be well, I've again. chosen all the long stories uh, for you. Eight oh, hours, thanks. Eight hours, by the way, is the, is the time difference? Oh, really? Yeah. Eight hours?
0: Oh, it's um, forward or back? Five past. Oh, it's, six. it's
1: oh, it's oh, oh. it's um, tea time there. Hmm. Ideal, lovely. Okay, good. All oh, right. <laughs> Are you right there? Yeah,
0: I'm here. I'm here. I'm just, here. I'm just about um, getting it. So, we haven't got a segment from uh, Pip this week, nope, unfortunately. Nope. We do have some listener um, feedback, though. We've got a bit of listener feedback as well. Important listener feedback yes, to play uh, this week uh, from one of our listeners. And, uh, yeah, we've got some uh, interesting news stories, as always, this week uh, for this show. And, uh, yeah, we've, uh, well, we're. Um, just um just so happy to be here
1: indeed <laughs> <laughs> yes i am anyway I don't oh know. god just... i can't
0: believe i got the to work tonight I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna be murder i tell you indeed yes. uh, but on the plus side it's not karaoke tonight it's just a disco it's just a disco you know, yeah
1: you No, know, you see I, I this is where you and i differ because I always prefer the ones which have got karaoke in it because, frankly, uh, it's less for. There's lots of button pressing to do, but you haven't. You know, they're responsible for their own right. entertainment when it comes to karaoke. So I shan't it, be. So if the anyway. evening is rubbish, it's their own fault. Mm. <laughs> it should be a good night. It's, a, it's two birthday parties tonight, so it should oh, be wow. good. Okay.
0: Oh, so we are gonna kick off the show then, as we do each week, with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt.
1: Uh, yes, I am, and rather unusually, more ready than you. Okay,
0: let's go. <laughs> So, kicking off this week's first news story then on the dailymail.co.uk website then. And uh, this is a story that Matt actually sent to me earlier this week um, via... You actually sent it via WhatsApp, I think. You know? I did, absolutely. Yeah. And um, it was a bizarre. I had to look at it two or three times because I just thought, well, this this can't... Well, it can be right because yes. it's, it's how things are now in this world. But anyway, yeah. the headline, uh, two friends living in Newcastle here in the UK and Birmingham meet up in malaga because it was cheaper to fly to spain than getting the train to see each other
1: i'm not i'm not i'm genuinely not at all surprised by that
0: i know so two friends living in newcastle and birmingham in the uk met up in spain because two return flights were cheaper than one rail fare between the two english cities Lucy Walkhead planned to travel to Birmingham to see her university friend Zara Queeley but was shocked to discover that the return trip would cost £105. The 27 year old who teaches English in, uh, as a foreign language looked online and found that she could travel to, uh, from Newcastle to uh, Malaga for less than £20 return with Ryanair. And um, here, we go, here we go. Zara, uh, she's a 26 year old charity worker, also found flights from Birmingham. Uh, for fifty-five pounds fifty-nine pence, return with uh, Spanish budget airline Vueling, and hostels were as cheap as ten pounds per night. That uh, with the two return flights costing uh, thirty pounds less than a rail ticket, the pair were reunited in Malaga uh, on Saturday, the seventh of January. Spent three nights enjoying the twenty degrees Celsius weather, and uh, well, it's just crazy story, really. But it, it is, does. Yeah. Um, it just—it's just crazy. But Lucy paid uh, £9.99 each way for her tickets with Ryanair. <laughs> uh, Zara, as we said, paid £55.29 uh, to return, where, with uh, viewing the f- uh, the flights, which were cheaper than the rail fares, uh, despite the two cities being only 200 miles apart. Uh, the distance between the UK and Malaga is roughly 1,500 miles, meaning that Lucy and Zara made round trips of 3,000 miles to see each other. <laughs> uh, the pair spent a couple of nights in a hostel for a tenner a night, or £10 a night, and uh, travelled to Grenada, where they stayed for one night in a hotel for £11 each. Um, well, I mean, it's not really a lot more you can say,
1: <laughs> say, say to that story really is. It's just one of those things. I just put the, those who are watching uh, live on YouTube, you can actually see, uh, I put the pictures of the little gallery they put. I'm just going to go back uh, three pictures, because uh, as Carlos is explaining, this is a fantastic little graph that the uh, the Mail Online has done actually, or, or a picture, sorry. It just really highlights how crazy it is. Newcastle to Birmingham distances only 200 miles, 400 mile round trip, costing £105. <laughs> pounds, um, But uh, Newcastle to Malaga... Uh, return trip costing nineteen pounds ninety eight. As I say, two thousand seven hundred mile round trip, uh, and then Birmingham to Malaga. I mean, it's just crazy, isn't it? It is. I mean, it's it's great. Well, it just proves that let, rail fares are ridiculous. Though, it, let's be honest though. If you're going to go and meet um, with a mate, I mean, what's the best? You know, where's, <laughs> where's the best place to do that other than Malaga? I mean, or some you know mm. somewhere warm, somewhere where it's probably not raining. You know, oh, it's just brilliant. I love it. Perhaps we should
0: do that next time I come to see you, Matt. You know, we're we're literally what seven miles away. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it's probably cheaper for me to then get a bus and uh, or drive that I'll just get a plane over. No? No, big trouble to land near you though, wouldn't it? Mind you, you have you, you have got my local airfield near you actually, so I could land at yours technically. There's just no airfield near me here. No,
1: I have, I have nothing to add to that. Okay. Uh, yeah, my, my silence is uh, <laughs> golden. <laughs> it's golden on that particular subject. It's just, yeah, I think it's slightly different. You know, they, I mean, at least they were two hundred miles apart or two hundred. It'd be interesting period. to see,
0: actually, for our um, US listeners. Just you know, if this the situation is the same with those guys in the US. You know, whether it's cheaper but to fly places rather Rather than than rail yeah Mm. actually
1: yeah people people will um people in the chat room yes yeah fill us in on that one in the meantime uh we'll move on to our next story and i'd kind of sort of we're back to form this week say i kind of (laughs) hoped that carlos had forgotten what what usually story number two was but uh, it's been a couple of weeks now since uh but anyway you've had a break yes this is on the independent website and this is actually i think the irish version of the independent if i've read the. i.e. correctly. And it says Ryanair and EasyJet tipped for possible bids for struggling Alitalia. Um, Ryanair has been touted as a potential buyer of Alitalia's short-haul flight operations as the struggling Italian carrier continues to lose about 500,000 euros a day. Wow, that's a lot of money. Italian newspaper Il Sol 24 Ore reported that Alitalia CEO Cramner Bull has drafted two potential strategies, including selling its short-haul operations with Ryanair and EasyJet named as possible buyers. Uh, Another option for Alitalia uh, could be to establish its own low-cost operation. The newspaper said it added that Mr Bull met Ryanair CEO Michael O'Leary last month and that Mr O'Leary offered to carry Alitalia short and medium-haul passengers for €40 each way. Uh, Ryanair said that it uh, does not comment on rumours or speculation. Uh, Gulf carrier Etihad also uh, owns uh, 49% of Alitalia, having invested in the airline in 2014 as part of a 1.76 billion euro rescue plan. Uh, uh, Etihad had promised to return Alitalia to profitability profitability by this year. Speaking in Dublin this week at the Global Air Finance Conference, Etihad CEO James Hogan said that the progress in Alitalia in the first full year of Etihad's involvement had been had had a meaningful effect at the Italian carrier. What is important that we is that we continue to focus on how we work through the challenges and work closely with the Italian government, he said. On Wednesday, Mr. Ball met with the Italian investor group, uh, including lenders that owns the other 51% of Alitalia, to update them on cost cutting measures so far. Uh, he has declined to comment. On the reports in the Italian newspaper Etihad recently invested 100 million euros in equity in Alitalia and also convert, co- converted a bond into semi-equity, according to Mr. Hogan. He said that in Dublin, uh, he said in Dublin that Etihad remains committed to its uh, equity partnership model, which has seen the airline take stakes in carriers such as Air Berlin. Air Seychelles and Virgin Australia. Really? Virgin Australia? Hmm. Uh, he also called for the European Union's airline ownership rules to be overhauled to enable companies from outside the trading bloc to be allowed to buy more than 49% of any EU airline. Actually, uh, you might be able to answer this. I was at the O2 yesterday, as many people who follow my f- Facebook will know. You're always in London. Uh, yes, yeah. All right, there's a that's, that's all subject. We'll gloss over that and move on. Uh, but. Um, I was walking around the O2, and I, I, I went, and I, as I put it in my own words, got my geek on going to the Star Wars exhibition <laughs> that was in there. Um, now, uh, there was a billboard, and I can't quite remember the details of it, but it was uh, it was a, like a sort of, um, I suppose it was like a, a, a priorities lounge, um, you know, like have you, hmm. you had this like O2 priorities thing? It's hmm. a similar sort of thing, but it was um the, the it was it was Virgin Atlantic and Delta.
0: Yeah, they co share. Yeah,
1: well, well, mm. kind of reading it is. I didn't realise that they, they. I, I, I was a bit surprised. I thought, oh, I didn't realise they sort of, you know, were in cohorts really. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. They co share. Um,
0: yeah. um, I was looking at uh, flights to Pittsburgh for May for the air show, yeah. and uh, at the moment the, the cheapest flights are um, Virgin, um, and Delta. Yeah. But when you look at the air flight going out from here to Pittsburgh or mm-hmm. from here to um. San Francisco. I, think. Right. Oh, I forget what it is. I think it's wherever
1: it is. You change on domestic right. flight. Yeah, um,
0: the flights operated by Delta. It's, it's got right. a Virgin. It's, got, it's a Virgin uh, number. Okay. VS. Whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but it's operated, it's operated by, by Delta. Oh, okay. Well, um, I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Every day's a school uh, day a good day. I think coming back to the UK, it's flown by oh. Virgin. Right, okay. Fordell. Yeah, so uh, cool. you know, it's all very. Anyway, very I mean,
1: I, I could only peer through the window and, and have a look at how, but it certainly looked very luxurious and. and but no,
0: this uh, this story though, if if this uh, if if Ryanair brought the short haul part of Valentini, I mean, Ryanair would be just ridiculously huge. Yeah. Um. And obviously, if uh, EasyJet are going up against it as well, so uh, it'd be interesting to see who um who you know who. I, I'm amazed. That,
1: I'm amazed that um that Etihad is, is sort of interested in in being involved. If these other low-cost carriers are going to buy it, I mean, unless it's because they just want to offload it, maybe, I don't know. Mm. Perhaps that's the plan, is sort of sell their stake, if you like, perhaps.
0: Yeah, perhaps Alitalia should update their, their, their paint scheme. I quite, uh, I think they need a need a refresh. Oh, oh right, really? really. Yeah, oh yeah, I don't yeah. like it. This. This, this story's got the old, I think it's got the old style scheme on there, right. I don't like that at all. But no, i will be interested to see what happened with this story. Whether uh, whether Ryanair does because um, I know there's another story this week as well which came online um, yesterday. I think it was that um, Michael O'Leary is actually in talks with Aer Lingus. Really? Yeah, he wants to. Uh, uh,
1: they are two people. That that's two yeah. airlines you never <coughs> thought in a million years would would have any kind of.
0: Because he, right, he wants to do the the transatlantic thing. Yes. And yeah, uh, yeah. he's in talks with with Aer Lingus now to um, to kind of he'll he'll fly people to to shannon or you know to dublin right and then people hop off the ryan air flight get on an air Lingus flight and go from from there to the states because air really? Lingus fly to to the uh, u.s and that's yeah he's talking with them at the moment i think i tr- mean that, that seems personally i
1: th- that seems like a very yeah i always thought marriage. they didn't get on very well but yeah oh no. yeah but, but hey what do we know mm. <laughs> perhaps they do uh
0: so moving on next story uh come on, still go, i'm still there i'm still here uh the express.co.uk site this one and um the headline which budget airline is still serving free food and drink on their flights so this follows on from a story we covered earlier on last year with uh, british airways um giving up on complimentary drinks on their short-haul flights um, but there is still a uh, airline that uh, does give complimentary food on uh, on flights. So uh, the the airline in question, um, which most of you probably have heard of, TAP Portugal uh, Airlines or Portuguese Airlines, uh, are still giving away. Or still going to be giving away free food and drinks on uh, on their short haul flights, unlike uh, unlike BA. So they're going to continue to serve up uh, the free food and drink and the type of foods to vary on the destination. But in most uh, cases, passengers are offered cold snacks or a meal served on a tray with a sandwich. Um, when flying sl- uh, flying slightly further within Europe, flights uh, uh, flyers are offered a hot breakfast or lunch to, or dinner, depending on the time of the flight. Uh, and this is also applicable on flights to Finland, Poland and Russia. Uh, Even on internal flights within Portugal, passengers are uh, entitled to uh, a pastry or a sandwich on the uh, flight. And TAP Portugal also serves free drinks, particularly priding itself on its selection of wines. Mm -hmm. Uh, Portuguese tradition has it that uh, there should always be good wine on the table, it says on the uh, TAP's website. Uh TAP flies from three UK airports uh, London Gatwick London Heathrow and Manchester offers over 80 destinations in 35 countries including long-haul destinations to New York uh, with fares from London to Lisbon starting at £41 one way so it's nice to see at least one uh, it's kind of sort of budget carrier still offers free food and drink on board the aircraft
1: i i i mean I, I was to be honest, I was kind of convinced that 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 had sort of died by the wayside i mean as you say there 's very few um long distance carriers that that give it to you for free mm. certainly well, I'm not i I think you still get your meals, but you you know you, you only get a complimentary something or other with your meal now don 't you? Lot, I mean? a lot of
0: the long haul carriers still do do the free drinks and stuff, but obviously b a cut their um food and drink on their short-haul flights last mm. year right. which I think was a bit silly but, uh, yeah of them. well rem- um, well
1: it remains to see as to whether it has any impact on on you know sales
0: hmm I mean even on short-haul flights which we've been on in the past. I mean, the shortest flight we've ever done was thirty minutes, um, yeah. but from Dubai to Oman, and even then we got uh, a roll and a, and a bottle of water. <laughs> you know? yeah. and that was a thirty-minute flight. Yeah, but, um, yeah. It's it's a shame, really, when airlines cut back like I said, I do think it hurts. Mm. And, but moving on to the next story. Um, uh, yes. This is uh, ooh, this is regarding an airline we love to talk about on the show.
1: <laughs> oh, really. Here we go. This is on the Business Insider website. Is that the right it story? It is, yes. Yeah, okay. Ah, uh-huh. yes, here we go. Wow. Uh, sorry, I'm having a little trouble getting the picture coming to come up for some reason, so just bear with me a moment. Uh, anyway, the headline is, we can at least make a start. Uh, what's <laughs> it like to travel on a WOW Air, the budget airline <laughs> that flies from London to New York for £139? Would it not be cheap for you to fly to, you, to New York and then change? well no, yeah, <laughs> there are reasons behind. Um, oh, okay, yeah, all oh, right, okay, fair enough. Earlier this month, the Icelandic low-cost carrier Wow Air announced that for a limited time, it would offer one-way tickets from the west coast of the US to Europe and vice versa for as low as sixty-nine ninety-nine dollars, oh, or sixty-nine dollars ninety-nine cents. That's fifty-seven pounds sterling at the time of writing. Some of the airline's best fares from London include one hundred and thirty. Thirty-nine ninety-nine. This is again in sterling to Boston, San Francisco, Miami, New York, and Washington DC. One hundred and forty-nine ninety-nine again in sterling to Los Angeles and Toronto. One hundred and fifty-nine ninety-nine to Montreal and one hundred and seventy-nine ninety-nine to Pittsburgh. Ooh,
0: yeah, they're starting that in uh, spring. Ah, that's
1: no good. good. Yeah. I bet it's too late, isn't it? Yes, yeah, too yeah, late. Yeah, yeah. yeah usually. Uh, flights also depart from Edinburgh, Scotland, uh, and Bristol in England. Uh, as the sale, uh, as the sale available for one-way flights until the fifth of April, is an effort to expand Wales' US. Customer base. The flights from Europe to the U.S. aren't uh, discounted as heavily. Furthermore, some of the amenities typically included with an airfare, including bottled water, food, and even entertainment, aren't part of the deal. The airline, however, is upfront about its no-frill cost. No different to Ryanair. Then this uh, this way, uh, you, um, uh, this way, you won't have problems with expectations. Wow Air founder and CEO Sc- um, Schooley Morgeson said. That's why that's why we tell them to bring their own food, water, and download a movie onto your iPad or laptop ahead of the flight. And with prices like the above, the airline is still worth a look, especially with the European low-cost carrier Norwegian Air also expected to launch a $69 transatlantic flight later this year. We asked two travel experts who have flown Wow Air. James, uh, who and these people are James. Dozer of travel codex who bagged a 99 dollars dollar one-way flight from Los Angeles to Retrovik in Iceland. And frequent flyer and travel expert Gilbert Ott, who runs the air miles site, uh, God Save the Point. Interesting. Uh, To share (laughs) their experiences. From a quirky purple... From quirky purple... Sorry, I'm really having trouble talking. Quirky purple. I'm sorry, yes. Um, uh, From quirky purple sick pads... Uh, Six bags, bags. two iPads <laughs> for rent. See, see what it's really like to fly with Wow Air, and determine for yourself whether it's worth the hype. It's, um, I mean, so I pop some of these pictures up actually because it's Yeah, so, I was looking,
0: looking at the story while you are reading that, Matt. And um, I mean, there's, there's a there's a picture here of two of the seats here. Um, I'm guessing it's towards the rear of the aircraft. It's yeah. Where the last rows are, where there's two seats instead of three, yeah. and they actually look quite. I mean, they look quite roomy. Uh, I mean, Liz, um, I think Liz Piper said in the chat room that uh, she said that uh, she heard that WOW were a bit cramped and, and dirty and a bit sort of a bit manky. Right. Um, but, I mean, there's, there's a few quirky little things that WOW have done in the uh, cabin. I mean, the, the little, um, the headrest covers. Yeah. And they've got one here that says, hi, I am your seat.
1: <laughs> uh, and um, uh, and then be my guest next. Time <coughs> yeah, and there's a, nice,
0: there's yeah. another one um, that's on the back of one of the other seats that says, "Where is it? I saw this earlier on here." Um, here we go. It must be an overwing exit seat. It says, "Wow, this seat is roomy." On the back there, because <laughs> that's something to get very excited about. Quite there, yeah, but saying. I mean, the, the pictures that we've got on the website here, I mean, the aircraft look really quite. Um, they look clean, very clean, and very cl-
1: modern. It's the low-profile seat, so you get more leg yeah. room for for your buck, as it were. Um, I mean, I don't know, Pete. I mean, allowing you to I take the cabin do, bag on. Do we know what the uh, do we know what the seat pitch officially is?
0: I don't know if it says on the story what the seat pitch is on the uh, on the Wow Air flights, but they use the A 330s for the uh, long haul yeah. stuff. So very um, similar
1: to what EasyJet use for for well,
0: three. They, they they have 320s for uh, EasyJet. They use yeah, for them, but okay. uh, but yeah, they use a three thirty long haul. The um, uh, I think they've got that. Mm-hmm. The wow, I've got those set up in the three four yeah. three I think configuration. Yeah. Uh twin aisle. Uh just checking. Yeah it through uh no it's a two two four uh two four two so it's uh, two and then an aisle, yeah. four and in an aisle and two seats on on the Wow flights. Um, but you've got no seat back entertainment with that either, right? Way. So no, nothing to watch. You need to take your um, an iPad or a tablet, which, which people to watch. tend to
1: do anyway these days. I um, mean, I suppose it's different. But It was actually saying if you're travelling. Um, I'm not entirely sure who wrote this. Oh, so James Dozer actually wrote again. Who was leaving this review? He said if you're travelling with a partner, you want to pay for the seat assignment. But for a solo traveller, it's amazing value. Ott said uh, the seats are in a two by four by two c- layout. According to the website, it costs a minimum of £7.99 to pre-book a standard seat, 31 inches of legroom uh, online for a flight over four hours from £30.99 and for an XL seat, which is 32 inches, so a whole inch costs you 15 quid, <laughs> Isn't it like over 20 quid, sorry. Um, and uh, for an XXL seat, which will give you thirty-five inches of legroom, that'll set you back thirty-seven ninety-nine. These are all in sterling, by the way. Um, <laughs> these prices all go up for flights over eight hours.
0: They've actually. Yeah, there's some of the pictures on here, Matt. Um, one of someone on Instagram has posted the the sick bag has got a vomiter, a vommiter, vommeter on the sick bag, <laughs> which get, is quite interesting. If you're watching on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube. You know, just have a quick look at this, and you'll see the uh, the vom yeah. the vom vomiter <laughs> um, I like it. Yeah, and yeah. there's also if you go a bit further down the overhead uh, yeah. the overhead um, air con- air conditioning yeah. controls that you have on the aircraft with the call button and stuff and there's a sticker above those saying honk if you're hungry <laughs> I mean this this airline this is a bit like the airline Kalula you know the one which has got all the, on oh, the, yeah, side all, the all aircraft here is the pilot and here is a, holding, pilot, yeah, and here yeah, is a door and stuff like yeah, that yeah. Um,
1: I I must say, the sick bag is amusing me. It's like, you know, if the bag is full, it's considered our competition's prices. Uh, (laughs) uh, If you're sort of like a little bit further down, Icelandic pronunciation, you know.
0: They've got uh, where the uh, electrical uh, power outlet is under the seat for charging your device. They've got a sticker on that that says, I've got the power on there with a little smiley face. I mean, there's definitely a, a... um, quite a jovial airline, yes, I think you'll it say. Did. I think I think it's safe uh, to say, that, to yes. say the least. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, the only thing I was, was looking at, Matt, when you had the story there, is the the food that's on yep. offer. There's uh, there's a picture on here of a chicken risotto dinner, and it looks like it's in a in a
1: cardboard tray. And it does look really does appealing, does doesn't look, it? Again, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see the picture there. I mean, it, that's not the most appealing thing I've ever had put in front of me. It's also, to be fair, however, not the worst thing I've ever had put in front of me. <laughs> uh, I mean, at least it's got. Ca- I mean, the only the only thing that disturbs me here, look, if you look at the if you look very very closely, the end of the carrot has accidentally been left in.
0: Oh yeah, I did see. <laughs>
1: So you think, hmm, yes, okay. Oh, so dear. Nice, nice work there, uh, Wow Air. But hey, and let's I, be honest, let's be honest. It's cheap. You, you get what, what you, you pay, pay for. Exactly. And, and uh, if you're not overly worried about frills and stuff and you think, all right, well, you know, I'll, I'll bring a bag worth of snacks or whatever, yeah. or, I mean, you know, if you time it right, I mean, I quite often don't have any breakfast or or will skip a meal at some point. So, you know, if, if, if you... We'll put it out Air, there
0: before we leave this story. We'll put it out there to any of our listeners on the show. If you've travelled with Wow Air... Send, wow. us, send us an email yep. and let us know what the, uh, yeah, what your flight was know, like. Yeah, let absolutely. us know what the service was like. So anyone anyone yeah. who's listening in the world of podcast yep. land, who's travel or wow, get in touch with us uh, via our website. Yep. So next story, moving on. And um, this is this me. I can't it
1: remember. It is you, yes.
0: I'm going yeah. blind here and deaf and everything. Uh, this is on the QZ.com. It's dot man com. flu. Man Stop flu. Stop it. I know. Man up. <laughs> so the, uh, the next story is on the QZ.com website. And the uh, headline, the most annoying habits of airline passengers ranked. So airfares have uh, created the lowest level in seven years, but there is no ticket price uh, low enough to make up for the biggest downside of commercial air travel, which is other passengers. Uh The online travel agency Expedia polled passengers for a fourth year on the most obnoxious passenger behaviours and, surprise, the rear seat kicker yet again has turned out to be the uh, respondent's most loathed type, with 64% of respondents kicking off. Hideous. Uh, And that in particular bad behaviour can escalate tensions, leading to one... Uh, of uh, the other subtler forms of air rage, uh, retaliatory seat reclining. A full quarter of respondents said that they would recline their seats if a passenger behind was kicking them uh, or otherwise behaving badly. Meanwhile, 35% cited seat back reclining itself as annoying behaviour, uh, one that can set off a domino effect in the back of the plane as each passenger desperately angles for a few inches more legroom. Uh, most passengers don't blame cranky children themselves, they blame the parents. Uh, inattentive parents and the aromatic passenger with bad body odour or strong smelling perfume or cologne mm. were among the top complaints. Other jo- uh, grating behaviours it- uh, included excessive chattiness, uh, the loud engine isn't the only reason to bring some noise cancelling headphones on your trip, <laughs> hogging the armrest at 34% and public displays of affection at 28%. Oh, I really hate that. And at th- uh, 18% flirting. Hmm. Uh, Expedia, along with the market research uh, firm GFK, polled over a thousand passengers in December last year. Uh, they've got the uh, the uh, little list there of stuff uh, which we've gone through there, and <laughs> the mad bladder, twenty two percent. What's a mad bladder? <laughs> when you've got to keep getting up and down to go for oh, a wee. Right, okay. uh, which is okay if you're on the end seat, but yes, if you're in yeah, the window seat, you've people, got to, yeah. yeah, you've got to shunt people out of the way. Yeah. Oh, uh, no.
1: Single and ready to mingle. That would be me. The advent of basic
0: economy <laughs> class could well create a new gripe in the next year's survey. Passengers flying in the rock-bottom class fares recently unveiled by United Airlines and Americans will be prohibited from using the overhead bins. But that what? Possi- uh, probably won't stop some from sneaking bags
1: in. Do you know what I think is going to appear on this list? If, if one of the stories that? that we read uh, a little while ago uh, comes in where, where you can take phone calls in flight, I reckon that that, Will be will, in there. Uh, will yeah. appear yeah. very highly in that. Very with all list? the
0: Wi-Fi and stuff that's coming online now yeah. with the airlines. Yeah. yeah, actually, on on the in the top five of that list, number five is is people who are drunk, boozers. Boozers, forty nine percent there. So yeah. Uh, yeah, this um interesting list there. Uh, York Mola in the chat room said that he hates it when people turn on the light on night flights when everyone tries to sleep. Yeah, that's actually very true because they are quite bright those lights. Yeah. Um, so yeah very true see
1: uh, on some of the older aircraft it was less you had less of an impact because you used to be able to angle the light so it might be just bright for a second but at least you could sort of move it yeah, away move and it point away. it because because they, they had a very narrow focus didn't they and yeah. you could sort of more or less light up just your book yeah uh, if you wanted to but on the newer flights they they tend to be <laughs> just a yeah poof, yeah, yeah fixed. light yes yeah light on light off. yeah
0: exactly so moving on to the next story indeed yes um, uh,
1: on, on the next story uh, it is on the website uh, geo.tv. Dot Again, marvellous. I do wonder where you find half of these things. Uh, and it says PIA becomes first Pakistani airline to fly Boeing 737-800. Um, it's uh, Islamabad, the two Boeing 737-800 aircraft. Obtained by Pakistan International Airlines on wet lease from a Turkish operator earlier this week are being put into operation on Friday, which was um, two, uh, uh, yesterday. 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 Yeah. Uh, no other airline in Pakistan is currently using this aircraft, the national airline stated in a press release. The aircraft uh, has been obtained... Uh, for three months, and two more similar, similar aircraft are expected to, expected to join PIA's fleet in the coming weeks, according to the press release. I'm so sorry, ladies and gentlemen, I can't read today. Uh, the decision that uh, the decision has been taken <laughs> so that the immediate shortage of aircraft could be ended. The shortage was created due to ground the grounding of four aged A310 aircraft back at the end of 2016 the narrow-body aircraft have a capacity of carrying 189 passengers in all economy configuration mentioned the statement the two aircraft would operate six flights today which include pk316 uh is it karachi to lahore lahore, yeah. lahore. Yeah. Uh, pk317 which is lahore to karachi PK306 which is 306 which is Karachi to Lahore again and PK307 which is the return flight Lahore to Karachi PK380 is uh, Karachi uh, to Multan in in, in and that's a bit strange. Is it, is it perhaps doing a pit stop? So it's Karachi to Multan to then Islamabad, mm. and then PK319 Islamabad straight back to Karachi. Wet lease on which the aircraft has been obtained is a range covering the hire of an aircraft, including the provision of flight crew. Oh, so it comes with flight crew as mm. well, and even fuel sometimes. Mm.
0: Wet leasing, yes. Mm. I was just looking on the. Uh, so you're basically
1: hiring a plane that's literally stocked and ready to go. Yeah. So you just yeah, pick yeah. it up and yeah.
0: They've um, they've got eight of these on order, the right. 737-8s. Okay. Uh, any any time
1: any time frame? No, it doesn't say. I'm just looking right. at their
0: website. Uh, they've got two and in-service, as I've said.
1: It must be really expensive, so they must be only mm. doing this because they're desperate. Uh,
0: yes, they've, I mean they've actually they've got on their order sheet they've got uh, orders for eight 787-8s seven, eight, right. okay. uh, that are going to be delivered uh, from June this year. Right. In 20 or this year, 2017, mm-hmm. uh, but they've got a bit of a mixed fleet actually. Pakistan, they've got uh, Airbus 320s, 330s, yeah. ATR 42s and 72s, Triple uh, Seven 200s, Triple uh, Seven 300s, mm-hmm. and uh, they are actually Pakistan International Airlines. Just a little bit of info: were the launch customer for the Triple uh, oh, Seven 200 cool. LR. So there very, we go. Very very cool so moving on to the next story then and uh, this one is on the mail online site what's the matter You're looking, looking worried no, no, no. Uh, this one is uh just monitoring the time monitoring the time okay <laughs> we're moving on the uh, uh forget taxis now you can order a plane in half an hour what? with uber style flight service that will launch in the uk this year Ooh. and a trip could cost as little as 55 pounds i wonder if safe jets are on the list <laughs> no, I don't think they are. So, it's got, well, a, uh, in it, it's got an interesting name actually, it's called Waves Airline, as in Waves on the Sea Airline. Yeah. Wow! <laughs> Sorry, we <You're on> Waves <laughs> this time. So, Britain's first Uber-style flight service which will allow people to order planes from their phones is expected to launch this year. The service will see customer order flights uh, for as little as £55 via an online app and leave within 30 minutes of booking. Waves Airline, expected to start commercial flights in July this year, will be launched on the Channel Islands, but his uh, creator hopes that it will eventually be used throughout the UK. Nick Magaluchetti, owner of Waves, said that we will run the scheduled flight and booked flights as well. When you book a flight, we will ask whether you would like other people to share the flight with you. No. <laughs> if, uh, okay. you do, we, if you do, we will add uh, the flight to our schedule and other people will be able to book onto it. If not, you will need to pay for the cost yourself. God, that could be expensive. The £5 million project has been launched following the dissatisfaction with current flights to UK, mainland from Jersey and Guernsey, the company said. The three fourteen 14-seater aircraft will be used to initially transport customers and would operate out of private hangars. Uh, flights will uh, provide inter-island connections as well as trips to the south of England and France for as little as £55 per leg. Mr. Magaluchetti says the project uh, has its backing from investors from Jersey and Guernsey and we consider it to be an inter-island project, he said. Uh, We expect the capitalisation for the project to be £5 million this year. Waves will also shave hours off the journey times due to the use of private hangars, according to uh, Mr. Magaluchetti. The flight times will be a few minutes longer, but when you think that you'll no longer spend all that time going through airport security and (laughs) check-ins,
1: then it doesn't matter, he said. Yeah, but you like spending time in the airport, so you you wouldn't it like wouldn't, that. No, at I all. Know, it
0: wouldn't bother me. So, so basically, then you can just get your phone and click on a button and say, "I want to go from here to uh, Scotland to now in half an hour." and uh yeah they'll that, get you a, a up uh, that would be amazing because yeah, it's, it's a long flight it's a long mm.
1: drive i know that for a fact i think it took us about seven hours to get home when we, when we went
0: yeah i think the aircraft they're looking at using is um very very similar to the cessna caravan the 208 yeah. caravan in fact uh, i think it is it. is it yeah i think it is the cessna caravan the 208 that's similar to the uh the parachute plane that mm. uh that Stuart flies so wow yeah so look out for waves waves airlines Ooh. Ooh next story matt this is yours this is um got an interesting headline but carry on
1: okay uh, uh, oh dear Actually, uh, Owen sent this story to me earlier in the week, actually, <laughs> and it was just, I, th- I think, I, 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 I don't know if he's in the chat room today, but I think one of the things he said to me was literally like how the other 1% of the world live, really, isn't it? It's a bit like that, but anyway, it's on the independent, uh, the UK version this time, and the headline is Emirates Airline introduces moisturising pyjamas for first class did you say moisturizing i said moisturizing pajamas are
0: these pajamas that moisturize you
1: I'm not even going to entertain that. The anyway, luxuries on. of first-class plane travel are but the mysteries <laughs> of most of us who can only dream of boarding a plane and turning left. Warm towels, champagne, beds, fancy chocolates. How could it get much better on a long-haul flight? Well, with moisturising pyjamas, <laughs> perhaps. Uh, Emirates has just launched the world's first moisturising sleepwear for the skies, which are offered to passengers flying overnight. Uh, made from hydroactive microcapsule technology, ladies and gentlemen. There we are. I'll say it again. Made from hydroactive microcapsule technology. The jump... In- indeed, uh, the pyjamas <laughs> promise to keep passengers' skin soft and well hydrated. Emerging from a flight with dry elbows must be of utmost concern to first-class passengers. Uh, the p- <laughs> the pyja- I feel obliged to do it in a full yeah, Queen's terrible. English thing. The pyjamas the work by gradually releasing nutrient-rich sea scalp as you move, which allegedly improves circulation and prevents dehydration. Presumably, it doesn't leave wet. Errors, reeking of kelp, though. Oh, that's charming. Uh, the first class flyers are given uh, sheepskin like blankets to snuggle up in, as well as slippers, and an eye mask to ensure a restful, comfortable sleep. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> What's more, there's also a, a a felt pouch. Oh, that's nice. If, if if you ever needed one, a felt pouch. Should you want to make your night should you want to take your nightwear away with you afterwards, the microcapsule technology locks in the moisture. So uh, you can wash and wear them again. <laughs>
0: It's just bizarre.
1: I, I, it's a, it's
0: Moisturizing a, it, it, pajamas. It's a
1: code. It's a completely different world, isn't it? There, there, I mean, I know. I mean,
0: three. I know the the first class flights and stuff yeah. are uh, a couple of quid, yeah. Um or three thousand, thousand million. million, um, million but yeah, I exactly. mean, looking at the picture on there, the picture of the said kit yeah. and stuff, it it looks, looks really nice. It, no, it does look nice. It, it looks look really nice. Yeah. I mean, the slippers look awesome. And I'm a big lover of slippers. Yeah, you um, are. You are a big you. Yeah, you a, are, big, you, yeah a big, slip yeah, big slipper lover. But the, I mean, the kit bags. I mean, there's a picture there of the uh, the first class amenity kit bags. I mean, they they look awesome. You know the actual quality of them and the and the bags and stuff. But
1: I mean, frankly, surely, if you, if one is in first class, sure, surely that the one can sort of borrow someone to moisturise yourself for you. I mean, it, I mean, exactly. you don't require your pajamas to do it. Can't can't they just borrow a masseuse for, <laughs> for you know? You know, and their job is to sort of slowly work their way around the It's passengers.
0: all vulgari stuff. It's, you know, it's high-end stuff. It's, it's all vulgar, crazy. I think, is
1: more <laughs> <idea>. <laughs> But uh, as I say, it is literally a case of how on earth do the other half, you know, live. I mean, My I mean, Myla's
0: said in the chat room that she wants some of these pyjamas. Yeah, I yeah, thought she too. might. Yeah. And uh, Matthew Buntingframe uh, has said he's feeling sticky thinking about uh, it.
1: Yeah, good point. Hmm. <laughs> That's a really unpleasant image. <clears throat> yes, yes. I'm Come with Tony on that one. A moist room. pouch. <laughs> Yuck. Yeah.
0: yeah Show the picture on YouTube. Oh, did you sh- did you not put the picture oh, of I those not? on YouTube? Oh, on. oh, sorry. He didn't put the picture on YouTube. Sorry. Which, which oh, I've, or the kit. I've closed it now. Oh, yeah, oh no. It's all gone oh, horribly wrong. No.
1: Oh dear, 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 dear. Hang on. I'm, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm on it. He's Apologies. on it. Don't don't panic. Apologies, ladies and gentlemen. The uh, the I must the say
0: that the that definitely looks like a bit more of a, a nicer kit than what the uh, the first class kit does in BA. I mean, the first class kits in BA are very nice. Um, God, I've got a few upstairs here, but um, the, those do look. There we go. Especially for the others, are you in the YouTube chat room? Uh, there's, there are the amenity bags. I mean, that's a lot of luggage set near enough. Uh, there we go. There's some uh, some of the creams and
1: potions. I mean, half that stuff you'd never use on a flight. Uh, that God. is the ladies' kit, in case anyone was in query. Apologies if you're listening oh, to look this the, look in the look podcast. the gents' kit. The gen kit's oh, gents' kit. Oh, it's got links. It's got links, Matt. Obviously, it has. To. Well, yeah, no, obviously, you've got to have, you gotta, gotta, gotta have that effect, haven't you? Uh, but, uh, yes, independent.co.uk and search on there for Emirates Airline Moisturising and you will find these pictures. <coughs> um, but uh, the moisturising pyjamas just look. I don't, I don't know they don't look any different go. to a there are the pyjamas Yeah. I don't know but Actually, when, where we're... do you go to get changed <sighs>
0: Ah, but when we travel business with Emirates, there's a completely separate toilet, bath, or toilet with with Emirates. Yeah, and it, it it's a slightly more room than a standard economy <laughs> size <laughs> toilet.
1: Such a bloody well hope so. <laughs> right. Okay. Actually, uh, Matt. Uh,
0: Ma, I was just thinking to myself, uh, Ma, Matthew Bunting frames answered my question. I was wondering who does the the massaging on the aircraft, and it's Thai Airways. Ah, that's right. They do right. the massaging yeah. and yeah, stuff yeah. in first class. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that yeah, would yeah. be nice. So moving on to the next story and uh, just getting my throat here. here we go the this is on the strad.com and the headline klm airlines refuses to allow viola i hope i pronounced that correctly for those of you in Let the musician so. uh, in the cabin despite misleading hand baggage policy Uh-oh. so violist I hope I pronounced that correctly. I'm not a musician. Uh, Rachel Bolt was unable to book in, uh, book an extra seat for her instrument on the fully booked flight from London to St Bart's via Amsterdam, but eventually convinced staff to allow her to, uh, to board following a two-hour standoff. Uh, a regular session musician and performer with such London orchestras as the Academy of St Martin in the Fields Bolt was travelling to take part in the St Bart's Music Festival where she has performed for the last 10 years initially flying from London Amsterdam and then from there to St Martin's the island of St Bart's on the 8th of January this year however staff at the check-in desk refused to allow her to check in her viola into the cabin as hand baggage despite the instrument being packed in a small shaped case as the flight was fully booked, Bolt was unable to purchase an extra seat for her instrument. Uh, an individual ticket was $1,300 and was faced with the prospect of cancelling her engagement and returning home. Eventually, after a two-hour exhausting battle, uh, she won, Bolt said uh, to the stride, explaining that the instrument uh, fitted easily in the overhead lockers once she was finally allowed to board. Uh, she spent the whole week in fear of a repeat showdown on the return flight, she continued, but sadly, after more than 10 years of giving concerts at the St. Bart's Music Festival, I will not be to returning as I cannot risk being not allowed on the aircraft with my viola again. Mm. KLM hand baggage policy states that a smaller musical instrument, such as a violin, or smaller instrument you can bring instead of a piece of hand baggage, needs to fit in the overhead baggage compartment. Following the incident, Bolt wrote to KLM complaining of her treatment by the airline and received the following reply. Thank you for your email dated the 16th of January 2017 regarding your flight KL1000 from London Amsterdam on the 8th of January. I regret to learn that you were unable to take your violin as hand baggage. Please allow me to inform you that whenever a flight is fully booked, musical instruments uh, are taken as checked-in baggage instead of hand baggage. Therefore, passengers are advised to book a separate seat for their musical instrument in case these circumstances arise. Well, there we go. I mean, she's obviously got the instrument on there in the end, but, um, you know, it's, uh, she's obviously, it was the right, correct size to fit in the overhead bins, whether the staff, the airline staff weren't, um, you know, quite aware of just what she could fit in the overhead bin. Um, But it's all a bit of a kerfuffle, really, isn't it, for the sake of a violin?
1: Well, we yeah, go. but you see, I mean, these things are worth, can be worth millions and millions of pounds. pounds. That's yes. the problem. Very true. Very uh, I true. mean, fa- fancy fancy, full-on Stradivariuses and things are, are just obscene sums of money. Obscene sums of money. Um, uh, apologies, by the way, for those, of, there are some people who have been messaging me personally who have been trying to watch the show Using their phone. For some reason, our normal link is crashing when it goes into the YouTube app, it's not coming up properly. Really? So if you search for Plain Talking UK uh, within YouTube, uh, and then if you go to it, sort of. You know, on your phone, if you saw, it. I mean, it's then all right. But for some peculiar reason, the link is not doing what it normally does. If you try and watch it on a on a mobile device, huh. so apologies uh, if you're trying to watch the live stream and and it's misbehaving. Uh, very very strange. Uh, don't know why that is. That's never happened before. Strange. There we go. Indeed, I suppose it's my go now, isn't it? Yes, it is. So yeah. <laughs> next story is uh, is all yours, then, Matt. Okay. This is oh ping. Is that you or me? Me probably. No, I'm not pinging. Uh, okay, it is. It, this is the oh. No, nope. what happened there?
0: Bizjournals.com.
1: Okay, something went horribly wrong there. Oh, bizjournals.com. My apologies. Yes, <laughs> sorry. I, I'm getting weird pop-ups this week. Uh, it's my my. I've obviously got an
2: update. <laughs>
1: <sighs> anyway, bizjournals.com. Uh, it's uh, Boeing uses drone for runway water spray tests on new 737 Max jet. Uh, and there is a little video for this, which if Carl's had told me in advance, I might have been on uh, no <laughs> Anyway, Boeing Airplane Engineers have... We'll forgive him because he's not very well. Uh, Boeing Airplane Engineers have, for the first time, used a drone to help conduct special tests on how its new 737 match performs uh, when uh, as it hits heavy water while speeding down a runway. The drone made its debut in special water tests... Um, the Chicago-based company conducted recently in Glasgow, Montana, uh, according to a video added to the Boeing's website this week. The unmanned aerial vehicle, which Boeing called a new teammate, helped flight test engineers capture footage directly from above the 737 MAX to show exactly how the passenger jets perform as it races through simulated extreme water conditions the images from above were combined with images they also captured from beneath the aircraft the jet was tested at almost uh, was uh, tested at almost takeoff speed to simulate real conditions created with almost 3000 gallons worth of water poured between foam blocks placed on the runway it said uh, in the video uh, uh, a test An evaluation ground operations engineer said that the tests aimed to put the new 737 MAX through its paces in extreme water conditions, not unlike those in a good Pacific Northwest winter rainstorm. Or the UK. Or the UK, in fact. The tests ensure that water sprayed up from the jet's nose uh, gear and main landing gear won't have any negative effects on the engine performance or any of the auxiliary power units, uh, Philak said. Boeing's video stated the auxiliary power unit inlet for the 737 MAX was redesigned to include a retractable door which engineers wanted to ensure worked properly in the extreme conditions. Boeing flight test photographer uh, John Parker said the drone helped document the spray pattern created by the speeding 737 MAX in the carefully organised tests. They want to make sure that the water doesn't penetrate into the engine they were saying. So actually, this is one of those rare occasions where a drone flying alongside an aircraft <laughs> was actually allowed, yes. permitted. It was actually allowed. But I mean, it's a brilliant way of, because uh, I mean, you think the height, you know, all you need is a 4K, well, glorified glow, camera, GoPro, yeah. don't you? All you need is one of those, you can then take that video footage and really analyse what impact uh, It's it an important has. It's really part good. of flight testing as well.
0: Absolutely. Um, for yeah, you guys uh, listening to the show, if you take yourself over to the bizjournals.com yeah. site, and uh, the video the story's on there the video is there it's just over 2 minutes long and uh, it's uh, really it's a decent you know high-res video and oh. it shows uh, the water I mean the water spraying up from uh, from the
1: main landing gear yeah. is quite uh, considerable actually yes, our, our youtube issue appears to only be affecting mobile devices because oh, really? dave is watching it on his tv and it's working fine so oh good well yeah. done dave yeah, yeah. Well, well
2: done, done dave well done yeah
1: so next story, moving on, and it's uh,
0: another Boeing story kind of thing, and Airbus as well, so it's kind of a joint story between the two of them. And this one's on the Mail DailyMail.co.uk website. The headline, could wide-body passenger planes end jet lag? Researchers say low-pressure cabins on Boeing 787 Dreamliners and the A350s could stop symptoms. Uh, So jet lag starts to creep up on travellers once the plane hits altitudes above six and a half thousand feet. However, two new nice wide-bodied aircraft, the Dreamliner and the A350, may have cracked the code to stopping the phenomenon. These commercial airliners are designed with plastics in the airframe, allowing the cabin to stay pressurized at 6,000 feet, no matter how high the aircraft flies. Some unacclimatized persons who travel to terrestrial altitudes above 6,500 feet experience acute mountain sickness, a self-limited syndrome characterized by symptoms of headache, nausea, vomiting, anorexia, lassitude and sleep disturbance. Oh, I've had all them this week. Sounds lovely. Uh, reports in a study published in the New, New England Journey of Medicine. Although jet lag, symptoms start to appear at 6,500 feet. Commercial aircraft fly at about 38,000 feet in the air. And at this altitude, the cabin is pressurised to 8,000 feet. When humans are flying at an internal altitude of 8,000 feet, their heart and lungs have to work overtime to supply oxygen to the organs, which results in feelings of fatigue and shortness of breath, reports George Habosha with the airfarewatchdog.com. However, Boeing and Airbus have cracked the code by keeping the cabin at a steady 6,000 feet inside. The firms have even designed technology that pumps in better air with more humidity, which combats the feelings of dehydration. Uh, Boeing's the uh, Dreamliner the 787 Dreamliner lets crew members control humidity levels inside the cabin, which is based on how many passengers are on board the flight. The challenge on creating this type of pressure inside the cabin was worrying about how the outside of the plane would fare. According to Hobika, when the airplane designers further increase the interior pressure to achieve a lower and more comfortable cabin altitude, as with the 787, that puts even more stress on the plane's structure. Kent Craver, a regional director, cabin experience, and revenue analyst, told Haboka that this time, uh, as time goes on, the airframe would become stressed. And although this is not a safety issue, it will cost more money for airplane manufacturers. And uh, the Airbus is, um, well, the A350, I haven't had a chance to go on yet, but I can definitely say, with my experience of going on the Dreamline of the Dash 9 um, uh, last year, and you definitely. Do feel a lot, lot, lot better getting off the Dreamliner after a long haul flight right. than you do on a standard, um,
1: you know, normal standard. But, I mean, a lot of, of that could also be because it's newer aircraft and therefore the technology involved in getting more easy, you know, better quality air into the into you, etc. I mean, it, it could be just general improvements in in aviation in general, not necessarily just it being a wide wide body aircraft, perhaps. Mm. It's, the cabin altitude pressure definitely helps. So yeah. You've d- you definitely feel I mean, less drier. You feel more... Yeah, but that's that's suffering. kind of what I'm saying. It's like as the technology improves, um, there, there may actually be uh, less of an issue when it comes to, uh, you know, if they employ that same technology on the smaller aircraft, you may also feel as refreshed, if you see what I mean. Because to be honest, it's, it's all about your leg room and stuff. As <laughs> oh, yeah, that definitely are, is it, yeah. You know? I think, anyway. Anyway, the last story uh, in the commercial section here, this is on The Sun newspaper. Your favourite kind of one. Favorite, Your favourite yeah, read. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, Carry On Flying. Uh, EasyJet Passenger says cabin crew forced aborted landing because they were mucking about. Mucking about? M- mucking about. That sounds a bit worrying. <laughs> the shocked mum said that their antics were something out of a carry-on film and it was like, The workers are having a party. Hmm. A shocked EasyJet passenger claims her flight home was forced to abort landing because the cabin crew were too busy having a party. The traveller, who did not want to be named, (laughs) said that the cabin manager spent the flight eating in the gallery, uh, warming up croissants and looking at pictures on her phone. Uh, When it came to landing at Gatwick last Friday, mum said that the pilot was forced to tell those on board uh, cabin crew weren't ready oh dear that's very bad uh, speaking to the on, uh, speaking to the Sun online uh, she said it was unbelievable like something out of a carry-on film they had spent the whole flight chatting and showing each other photos of their phones especially the cabin manager she was unbelievable she uh, she did not do an ounce of work. Now, that's not on. She added uh, that it was like they were having a party amongst themselves, not working. It was like a big works jolly. Uh, When the pilot announced 15 minutes to landing, they were all running about like headless chickens trying to prepare the cabin. Uh, It put the customers through a terrifying few minutes, thinking that there was something wrong with the plane. The pilot then had to say it was because the cabin crew weren't ready. They obviously hadn't finished all their checks in time. Uh, They were still standing up when it came in to land. The four-hour flight landed late on Friday evening from Tenerife with four cabin crew on board. The shocked eyewitness said that she would never fly EasyJet again after it had left her already terrified of flying eight, sorry, it left her already terrified of flying. Eight-year-old now even more terrified. She added, "He, she was absolutely hysterical. There was one young member of staff who was trying her best, but uh, the rest was so unorganised that they didn't even realise that my six-year-old son, who is disabled, um, and his wheelchair were on board. That's awful." Mm. That is awful, EasyJet. I mean, I should just say I've flown with EasyJet quite a lot, and that is very much against the norm. Um, so this is obviously just some. I don't know whether perhaps this was this this cabin manager's last flight or something. Certainly will be after this story was reported, I think. But uh, EasyJet told the Sun Online, EasyJet can confirm that EZY eight seven zero six from Tenerife to London Gatwick on the thirteenth of January performed a routine go around on landing as the cabin crew could not as the cabin could not be secured in time, but if it's a four-hour flight, I'm sorry, you've got plenty of time to prep for, you know, even if you are selling your paninis and your d well, free, jam, yeah. you know, I mean, you've got plenty of time, so, yeah, they're not very good, really. Uh, very poor, very poor, as I say, but in my experience, very unusual mm, for... Very easy, Jane, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. Perhaps it was someone's leaving deal or something. It might like. well have been. It certainly <laughs> sounds like something slightly unorthodox was occurring. <sighs> Indeed, are you right
0: Yeah, I know. I, okay.
1: I'm fine, I'm fine, okay. I'm fine. I'm just
0: reading the chat room here. They're talking about iPhones.
1: Oh, right. Silly, Why? What's silly. the matter What's the matter with the iPhone now? Nothing,
0: nothing. They're brilliant phones, Matt. Anyway, moving on.
1: <coughs> <laughs> anyway. That was the last So Yeah, uh, he was, yeah. So we're just going to have... Um, we've got a little bit of a listener feedback that we're going to play out for you now. Uh, and uh, if you listen very, very carefully, it's not very long. It's only, it's only about a minute, I think. But um, it's uh, regarding a very interesting meetup up that uh, Shurt, I think, is... Uh, Organising So uh, let's have a little listen.
2: Hi, everyone. After a very successful APG PTUK meetup at the Amsterdam Schiphol Airport in August last year and an equally successful Omega Tau meetup in Amsterdam in November, we thought it was a good idea to get the group together again. And this time it will be a podcast listener meetup for the Airline Pilot Guy, for Plane Talking UK and for the Plane Safety Podcast. It will be at the Aviodrome Aviation Museum in the Netherlands. It will be in Lelystad. Lelystad is very centrally located in the Netherlands, and it is easily accessible by train and then by bus. Also, uh, the museum is located next to the Lelystad Airport, which is Echo Hotel Lima Echo. So fly-ins are an option. The date will be Saturday, February the 18th. So if you are living in the Netherlands or in Belgium or Germany or anywhere else and you have a means of traveling to Lelystad, please join. If you are joining, please let us know so we can arrange uh, traveling to Lelystad and to the museum together. Uh, you can contact me on Twitter. My handle is at and that is Schere Juliet Oscar Echo Romeo Tango Bravo Alpha Kilo Kilo Echo Romeo. Bye for now and see you in Lelystad
0: find this and other great shows at the aviation media network
1: the Website www.planetalkinguk.com or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash UK. on twitter via at UK, or get in touch via email on podcast at planetalkinguk.com thanks, thanks for, for listening. listening
0: aviation media has long been the domain of the newspapers and magazines
1: well not anymore i'm steve Vischer.
0: And I'm Grant McCarran,
1: and we're bringing aviation right into your radio.
0: Yes, we're making aviation cool and interesting for everyone. Hang on, aviation's always been cool. Check this out.
1: How cool is this? Crash! Crash!
2: turn that down.
1: What is cricket anyhow? Something we win a lot. Oh, there we go. And we're back. We are indeed back. Uh, a fantastic uh, little segment from. Yes, thank from you. Do keep us up to date. This is a uh, love, lovely use of the old phonetic uh, alphabet. There, very. Impressive. You got a love very bit very of it, phonetic? In Absolutely. You. Nothing not to like there, really. Yeah, so
0: hopefully we'll have a bit of uh, video and audio yep, feedback absolutely. from uh, from those guys yep. when they do the meet-up there. That'd be nice that um, for for and anyone listening is. who's in that area to and go. And,
1: and, and special thanks to Stuart for organising all. Yeah, yeah, he's he's good at that. Yeah, isn't he? he is he very is. much so. Very efficient. Very efficient.
0: So we've, um, <coughs> oh dear, we've got uh, a couple. Three more stories to go. Just we've hang got in. Three now. more stories to go. We have. Uh, so we've got some a few little military snippets to go uh, yep. of news, and uh, and and then we're gonna I'm gonna just. Um, Collapse. Yes, yes. So, if you're ready to yes. If you ready do some military news,
1: Matt. Yes, yes, I certainly am.
0: Let's go. So our first news story then uh, for the military segment this week. It's on um, it's actually on Sky News' mm. website.com. And um, naughty, naughty of Royal Air Force. Yeah, very. So the uh, headline, RAF in utterly shocking unauthorised Hercules plane landing in Ireland. Ooh. So a diplomatic spat has broken out between the UK and Ireland after a Royal Air Force aircraft landed at Shannon Airport without permission in a serious incident. The Hercules transport plane came down in County Clare, but clearance from the Dublin government was not sought in advance. UK military chiefs are now facing a dress down after the unapproved landing on the 29th of December last year, which has been described as a total affront to the Irish sovereignty and utterly shocking. British diplomats told Irish officials that there had been a communication breakdown and that there are set to be more discussions to make sure the correct procedures are followed in future. As Ireland is a neutral country, permission should have been sought beforehand, and assurances should have been given that the aircraft had no weapons or ammunition or explosives and was not on an intelligence-gathering mission or a military exercise or operation. The British Embassy in Dublin uh, has since told the Irish officials that the Hercules was unarmed and was not gathering intelligence or on an exercise or operation and landed in Shannon to refuel. Ireland's of Foreign Affairs Minister Charles Flanagan said the government views breaches of procedures set down for the granting of permission for such landings with the utmost seriousness. I have instructed my officials to discuss the matter further with the British Embassy for a view to ensuring... Uh, that correct procedures are followed in the future. 21 other RAF flights followed the correct procedures to land in Ireland last year. Claire Daly, an independent politician from Dublin, revealed the information in a parliamentary question and called for closer scrutiny of NATO aircraft in Ireland. Uh, Miss Daly, who campaigns uh, against the use of Shannon by foreign military, in- including the US, said it's utterly shocking that a foreign military aircraft landed without permission from the Department of the Foreign Affairs on Irish soil. It is a total affront of our sovereignty and any nation of neutrality. The Minister should be uh, there before the Irish Parliament apologising and assuring us of the measures that he's put in place to prevent a reoccurrence. I think I don't know. I mean, obviously they've got to follow procedures and stuff like that, and it yeah. is is a bit naughty. But
1: God blimey! I mean, the only <laughs> the only the only thing that disturbs me a little bit here is it said the only reason it landed in Channel was for refuelling. Yeah. So what's the what I don't quite understand is um, they're not very far away from England. You know how who who got the 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 value so wrong that they had to do an emerge well not an emergency landing but they had to land, land in for Shannon fuel. for fuel. I mean I
0: don't think they were probably running out of fuel. They just landed to get more fuel. But I, I don't know. But, I mean but, t- Tony S has said in here that in the chat room that Royal Air Force planes have been using Shannon. Uh, since this incident, so he right. thinks it's not a big issue. No, okay. It, it, it's um, somebody
1: else is making a big. It's probably the media making more of an issue out of it. Liz
0: Piper said as well that um, she said that this does sound like a bit of a major overreaction. Yeah, yeah. I I agree with you. I think it's bloody silly, really. I, the, Honestly, the, tr-
1: the trouble is Northern Ireland um, and and the UK in general don't have the best of histories, and there are some politicians in Northern Ireland that will make a big issue or of, of something because it involves us mm. um, which is understandable I mean our, our track record in, in, is not fantastic when it comes to <laughs> sort of you know
0: Matthew Bunting has put in the chat room that they wanted to stop for a pint oh
1: yeah yeah <laughs> Yeah, 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 well, Very you got true, part, yeah. you know you, you know when when in Ireland like Guinness all the way, really, isn't it? You know? I, tell, I
0: tell you, I tell you one set of people who wouldn't have hated this particular incident, right? Plane bars. right? Well, yes, that's at true, Shannon right? Airport. Yeah, absolutely. There we go. Yeah.
1: yeah, did they have them in Ireland? Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Just wondered. I thought it was just us, you know. So us, next us story, Canadians. moving on. Uh, um, next story. This is on Flight Global. Uh, FlightGlobal.com is the website, and the headline is: Airbus offers C two nine five tanker fit after H two two five M tests success. That's always good news, isn't it? Airbus Defence and Space has begun offering its C-295W transport with an in-flight refuelling system modification after completing a fresh series of trials with a medium rotorcraft. Very exciting. Uh, Conducted during December in conjunction with Airbus helicopters, the trials involved a pair of C-295s, uh, supporting H225M. Uh, now you'll have to help me how I say that. Caraca- Caraca- Caracal. Caracal.
0: Caracal. 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 Caracal? Oh, right. You're it's a- one of those Qatar. 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 You're-, you're a great.
1: Thanks. Anyway, the H225M <laughs> something or other. This uh, involved the use of a palletized hose and drogue uh, refuelling system deployed via the mini medium transport re- transports rear ramp. Uh, contacts were executed at speed of 105 to 115 knots, that's at roughly 194 to 202 kilometres per hour, and both crews reported smooth and simple operation, the airframe says. It had also, uh, last September, performed a series of refuelling system contacts between a pair of C-295s. The system is now being offered to existing and prospective C295 operators, Airbus says. Possible applications include special forces applications and extending the range of search and rescue aircraft. Uh, Flight Fleet's analyzer records that the 295 and the winglet equipped W model as being in service with twenty-three nations, with the total operational fleet standing at hundred and fifty-two units. I like
0: the C two nine five. I think it's an awesome. That's like a mini, 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 mini Hercules. Yeah, like yeah, mini, yeah. mini, mini.
1: But, but ideal for for sort of small aircraft mm. refueling. Yeah. This
0: always amazes me, Matt. The picture that was on here of this refueling. I mean, you, you're always used to seeing aircraft. You know, fixed-wing aircraft refueling fixed-wing yeah. aircraft. But when you've got a fixed-wing aircraft refueling well, helicopter. a helicopter yeah. in yeah, I mean, mid-flight, is, is it must be one heck of a feat to to, I mean, to get those uh, two, yeah. you know, married up at the same time uh, with a helicopter. So it's just amazing, absolutely amazing. Hats yeah. off to the pilots of those aircraft. Yeah,
1: it, it's a, it's an incredible picture. It really is. Uh, it's just well, I mean, refueling in general, as you say, but I, I, I suppose you, yeah. uh, the thing is, is the helicopters don't fly very fast yeah certainly yep. in comparison to or perhaps i've misunderstood that i don't know uh, listeners I mean, they fairly me.
0: they fairly rip along but i mean they're not as they're not yeah. as quick as a fixed-wing yeah. aircraft i mean
1: they're I probably think. more stable ironically in the air mm. than than you know especially with a with a competent pilot you know, but um, yeah, very, very, uh, very, very clever.
0: Very so clever. the last story on uh, Flight Global's site, and um, it's another C-130 uh, story. Israel tests updated self-protection fit for the C-130J. So the Israeli Air Force is equipping its Lockheed Martin C-130J uh, Samson tactical transports with advanced self-protection system against the threat of air to uh, surface-to-air missiles. Uh, As Israel continues to receive deliveries of the U.S.-built transport, the Air Force's Flight Test Center has been performing operational tests of the new countermeasures equipment based on the highly accurate decoy flares. Uh, This work has been conducted as part of a wider activity to equip the service's C-130Js with systems to support the missions of the Israeli Defense Forces Depth Command. Once equipped with the updated self-protection package, the Air Force's transports will be able to operate in areas where terrorist groups have ready access to shoulder-launched heat-seeking missiles. Our Fleets Analyzer database shows that the Israeli Air Force is having received four C-130Js, with the service planning to acquire a further three examples. Now these, Matt, on the picture here, you probably you, you haven't got there. Yeah. Um, it's uh, the countermeasures that they've got. They've um, a lot of the uh, uh, military aid sort of transport aircraft have the capability to fire these the flares. There's some quite striking pictures online of these aircraft firing the flares off, which is quite cool. But uh, it's uh, it's a good way of uh, when someone fires a missile at like you, Matt. That um, you know you yeah sort of deflects the, uh, to up, the, heat, to the, the heat. The heat, heat signatures yeah, yeah. yeah take away the missile yeah. so they don't come near you. Yeah. Um, but it's a good bit of kit to have on because these aircraft, obviously, they're big transport aircraft, they're not fighter jets. They're yeah. so not going to be, uh, you know, pulling away at uh, mass G, you know, no, uh, mass no, no. max speeds Whoosh. to get away from yeah. the, uh, missiles. So uh, no. it's good to see they've got these on here. Uh, yeah, saves saves lives as well. So it's always good news.
1: Definitely the way forward. <laughs> yes.
0: So that's where we bring that part of the show to a
2: close. Yes. Yeah, so
1: I've got a couple of emails that I'm going to whiz through. If yes, right we have had some uh, very nice emails. We have indeed. Uh, the first one I'll deal with, and I think, she's, I think she might still be in the uh, the marvellous uh, chat room that that is, it's the lovely Jenny. She sent us a little email saying that, uh, uh, hi there, Matt and Carlos, after unsuccessfully trying to get time off, uh, around uh, of the Netherlands meetlet meeting meetup sorry in February I am now planning a trip to the UK to see my mum which Woo-hoo. is always nice she had to cancel a trip because um, of a bout of flu uh, in January is PT UK planning any meetups or events in the next month or so? Um, well, <laughs> we're trying to sort a few things out that, that we, we do have uh, we do have something up our sleeve. For 150th which is we in a couple of weeks time yeah. um, but I, because of where we're going it will probably it might not be one that people can come to which is the only downside but the, the the short answer is yes we we are trying to organize something and we'll we'll keep you up to date yeah. uh, with that but obviously uh, there is a pt uk apg omega tau um, plane safety meetup going on uh, that uh, shoot was talking about obviously earlier in the show so yeah watch this space we're trying to organise a little something um, but Tony
0: S has asked are we doing react this year unfortunately due to um, restrictions with my holiday from where I work I shan't be, well I shan't, we shan't be going to react this year yeah. uh, to the air tattoo um, bit gutted because it's, um, it's obviously a fantastic mm. show um, but we have actually had um, some good replies back from. We're going to cover a lot more of the smaller air yeah, shows that, in that and we around see, the yeah. UK.
1: We, we had as some of you, what again, you watch our, our social feeds, will know that we, we we had a little bit of a production meeting earlier in the week. We did though. have a production and meeting, and we sort of decided that we were going to perhaps take ourselves to some of the smaller air shows this yeah. year and try and cover those a little bit more detail. Yeah. Um, so if anybody knows any decent video cameras that have HDMI outs that, that are relatively <laughs> affordable that we can get our hands on uh, your advice would be greatly appreciated. Yeah, we kind
0: uh, of uh, we kind <laughs> of dis- we sort of discussed the fact that we are obviously both going to Pittsburgh in May yeah. um which uh, is 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 yes. is not cheap. No. Um uh, but thanks to uh, obviously thanks to our Patreon donators, yeah, um, that's helping. Well, otherwise, to, it uh, be, otherwise it wouldn't be. Otherwise yeah, be happening at all. I wouldn't be going. <laughs> no, um, so yeah, thanks to the <clears throat> to the for the Patreon people. I will be um, obviously going to uh, over to Pittsburgh as well yeah. um, in May. So we decided that we're gonna because we're going. You know, that it's quite a big trip for us, um, expense wise. That we're gonna kind of you know cut back on traveling. And yeah. stuff, but we are gonna try and fit in yeah. uh I think we've got about four or five uh air shows. Yeah around the UK that we're gonna attend this year we've had some replies back from one of those air shows yesterday uh, which is all positive feedback so we're going to hopefully do a live show like we did at Seething in September last year there's another air show which happens local to here which is the old Buckingham air show uh, which we've had replies from them and they're quite happy for us to go and have a chat with them about doing a live show from there Uh, and also we've got so we're just waiting to hear back from another few uh, big uh, air shows in the UK one of which being Duxford which if you're watching anyone from Duxford we (laughs) really would like to come and and see you guys and and you know, and promote you guys as a, as a fantastic air show. Um, so hopefully I'll be in talks of those as well uh, this week. Fingers
1: crossed we can pull something off there because that, that would be really nice. But uh, yes, before we close, we, as I say, we, we're about to wrap the show up because unfortunately I've got to go to work. Uh, but uh, before we go, uh, we had a lovely email uh, during the week uh, from Jason in Coventry. We did, And yeah. uh, basically it says, Hi Carlos and Matt. First of all, uh, love the show. That's very Steve Wright, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> love the show. <laughs> love the show. Uh, <laughs> uh, have been listening for a year now. Really has... Added to my love of all things aviation, we're off to Disneyland in February, flying from Birmingham with Air France. Can't wait to take my two young daughters on a plane again and experience all things Disney. I can't think of anything... More exciting. Uh, Did you watch The City in the Sky on BBC Two last night? So this would have been Sunday just gone. Uh, If you didn't, I think you should, uh, you would both really enjoy it. Carlos, you will love it, I'm sure. And Matt, there's plenty of A380 talk to keep you interested. At one point, they even show Across the Pond. Ooh, where a few mad dogs make an appearance, I'm <laughs> sure that would make Captain Jeff smile. He may even have been flying one of them. Well, of course, there is always that. Anyway, thank you both again. An avid listener, and I was saying that was Jason from commentary. Thank you. Very oh, thank much you, Jason. Lovely little email. Very Captain nice. Yeah, it made us both smile when that came in. Yeah,
0: all the all feedback yeah, emails absolutely. make us smile. So, if yeah. you're listening and uh, and you want to send us a yeah. bit of. Uh, Voice feedback. Tell yeah. us what you've been doing, anything uh, aviation y yeah. that you've uh, been up to.
1: And, uh, Jason, uh, when you've had your little trip to Disneyland, let us know all about how the flying went. Maybe, uh, maybe even record a little audio, something or other, yeah. on your phone. Send it in. Yeah, to send it in to it. In Cause into cause us. We love to hear what you sound like. We do. We
0: do. Uh, special mention uh, before we close, in to uh, just another bit of feedback that we had this week from one of our listeners who uh, who I work with, uh, Jason Rowe. He listened to our Christmas special. Ah, yes. That we had uh, with well, it all. it wasn't the, really our Christmas well, special.
1: Well, let's, let's be fair. It was a sort of mass joint Christmas, yeah, mass.
0: Yeah, yeah, Christmas special. He really, really enjoyed our Christmas show. I think it was episode one four five, wasn't it Matt? I think So yes. yeah, yeah I, I got told off for bleeping it. Apparently. Yeah, he bleeped. <laughs> Matt bleeped everything. Um, but yeah, he he said he really enjoyed the show. I was trying to keep it show.
1: family friendly because we do have some young <laughs> listeners, and I was just trying to be a grown up about it all. I know it's all right for you, lot. We'll have lots of fun, but it, <laughs> somebody has to put some ki- Somebody has to put out something that we can actually use. <laughs> but anyway, that's all part of the fun. So yes, that is where we ep- bring episode number one hundred forty-eight to a close. One forty-nine next week.
0: Apologies to everyone uh, who's listened to the show about my uh, nose blowing and. Uh, yes. The, the kind of Barry Whiteness it's to been my a, voice. Been a real, it's been a real ple- pleat. Um, I've managed it. Hopefully I can get through tonight as well. <laughs> Fingers crossed. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. So yeah, that is where we bring 148 to a close. Thank you so very much as Everyone. always to with Love loads the of people from. watching yeah. uh, live today. Oh, and don't
0: great. forget, guys, once you've finished here, I think in a few hours' time, you've oh, yeah, got APG. APG, APG, APG are going soon. to be doing yeah. their live show today, yeah. this afternoon. Is it 2 so o'clock uh, here in the UK. I think so, 2 or 3 yeah. o'clock. Yeah, I can't remember. Cool. Just go on to their Twitter account. You'll be able to see yeah. what the start times are yeah. with Jeff, uh, Steph, Rick, and, the, uh, and Nick, hopefully. Uh, all the guys over there at APG.
1: Fantastic. Yes. Yeah, so that's it. Uh, One four eight is done and dusted. <laughs> we will see you all. Uh, I survived. Y- you have survived. You have sort of more or less got to the end of it. Uh, you haven't been at all. You haven't been at all annoying or dying or anything of the above. So yes, that's it. That's uh, that's where we bring the show to a close. From all of us here in the studio, it is goodbye. Bye.